Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we are breaking down District 3 athletics week in, week out in the great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by Logan Green, our Treasure Valley expert. Logan, what's going on? Hey, Brandon, you know, just trying to crank through getting our sponsors lined up, right, for state football. Um, we got uh, week one starting tomorrow because <laughs> today's Wednesday. So week one of the playoffs kick off tomorrow for football. It's kind of hard to hard to believe. I know we say that every week, but uh, it really is. It's here and um, might be a cold one this weekend, which always makes for good, fun football. Yes, for sure. Uh, we are going to be broadcasting 17 first round football playoff games on IdahoSports.com in both audio and video mediums. You can check uh, the game streams tab at IdahoSports.com to see everything that we are officially covering. But it's going to be a great opening weekend. And again, uh, we can't do it without all of those great sponsors. So if you are a Treasure Valley uh, business and one of your favorite teams is in the postseason, reach out to Logan at IdahoSports.com. He'll get you all squared away. And we would really appreciate it because we can't do what we do without yeah. the support of all those great businesses. Yeah, I always say you can consume all the free content you want right here on Idaho Sports, but producing it's not. So uh, it goes a long way in helping us uh, continue to do what we do with the website, with these prep casts with all the broadcasts. So again, if you're interested, just reach out to me, Logan at IdahoSports.com. Um, you can just do one game. You know, you don't have to commit to doing anything huge. You can just do one game for one super small amount just to be a part of it. So again, and that that's good. The rest, the whole playoff. So just be sure to check back in. Um, you can send me an email and I'm, I'm happy to talk about however that may look for you and your business. So uh, yeah, there's our infomercial plug for the morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now let's get into state soccer, Logan. This happened last week uh, in venues all around the, the Treasure Valley. Um, and specifically, we want to highlight uh, the two champions that emerged from the Treasure Valley. It was both uh, on the boys and girls side of the class 5A ranks. I think we got to start on the girls side because this was a huge story. A Waihe and Boise meet up for the state championship matchup. They played to a 0-0 draw through regulation, through the first overtime, and then through the second overtime. So after 100 grueling minutes of championship soccer, right. these sides are deadlocked 0-0, which means, Logan, it's going to the shootout penalty kicks, which every coach hates. But uh, for the fans, it's always exciting. Yeah, I mean, I and I said this to somebody um, – Having attended lots of sporting events in my life, I think one of the most gut wrenching ones to sit through is is hockey. Right when you get to overtime and you get to in a in a blink of an eye, this game can be done. It's not like football, right? In overtime, where you both get a shot at it, or you can see the run happening happening from a mile away, something like that. It it is just instantaneous, and it can be over. Um, and this penalty shootout was not without drama as well. Uh, Boise got ahead why he had to have a save just to keep it alive. And then they had, because they go to five and Boise was up two one heading into that fifth. And if, if they knock it in, it's over. Uh, why he gets a save, they tie it up and then they go on to win it in the next set. And 
that's a heck of a win for Hawaii, Brandon. Um, I was trying to count in my head now how many state championships have they won in their short two and a half years of being open. Um, a lot. <laughs> uh, I mean, they they won boys basketball. They've won baseball back to back. I believe they won softball last year, right? And now the girls soccer. So just a, a great um, story there for Hawaii to get things started. For sure. And I talked about this on our state soccer preview special with Christian Wiener. I said, hey, why he seems to find a way when when these state tournaments happen, it doesn't really matter what seed they are. Um, it doesn't matter where they're matched up. They just seem to find a way. And you mentioned the two examples with basketball and boys basketball and baseball. And now they do it again in girls soccer. So, yeah, it, it, it was a crazy uh, PK shootout uh, and shout out to both uh, Brooke Sauer and Emily Myers and, and the goalkeeper as well. Fuss for, um, you know, basically pulling that out of the fire for the storm. And they did this all with a, a first year coach uh, as well. So um, it was really fun to see for, for Hawaii and for Boise uh, no shame in getting to the championship and losing Boise is just so used to being so dominant. Um, I think fans around the state were like, Oh wow. Somebody beat Boise. Yeah. And I mean, these two teams played a couple of times this season. Boise won those two matchups two to zero um, both times. Uh, but, but what's even more crazy. If you look at this, Hawaii coming into it, right at state or during districts, they won their first game against Rocky, but then they came in to the state tournament on a two-game losing streak. They had lost 2-0 to zero to Boise, 2-0 to zero to Mountain View, coming into a play-in game where they had to go to Burley and beat Madison, right? So they had to win a play-in game just to get to state after going to, you know, losing their final two games at district, and then they go on and win the state championship. It's, it, we see it every year, Brandon, in some sport where some team does that, right, where they – they barely get in, and then boom, they go all the way to the finals. And in this situation, Hawaii comes away with the state championship. Yeah, it was really fun to see. Congratulations to Hawaii first-year coach Madison Brown taking over for uh, Ramey Randstrom, who was a great player, great coach for Hawaii, the first coach in Hawaii school history. And so for Coach Brown and those Hawaii girls, what a special moment. On the boys' side, Logan, uh, Timberline, so where we had a new champion in 5A, uh, girls, 5A boys, same old, same old Timberline with the three Pete here. They beat Rocky Mountain three to one in the state championship matchup. Yeah, no drama needed for Timberline. Just a nice, uh, clean, easy win, right? And uh, it was done in in impressive fashion, right? Timberline comes away with the state championship, and Zach Taylor, what's he do? He just puts in a hat trick, right? In the <laughs> In in the second half, right, he puts together a second half hat trick to get the three to one win for Timberline. Um, uh, you know, he's a phenomenal player. Was I believe supposed to play in the in the Timbers organization, but there was some hiccup there. You know, he's a he's a good player, right? And gets a hat trick and gets a state championship. Not a bad not a bad way to spend a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to both Timberline. And Hawaii for winning uh, just incredible uh, state championships. And congrats to all of our soccer teams that were there. You know, Bishop Kelly, boys and girls uh, played strong as always, but but fell just a little bit short. Um, we had some really fun 3A action. Uh, the thing that surprised me the most was Caldwell went two and out on the boys' side. I was very surprised yeah, that, by that. That 
shocked me when I saw that they lost to begin with. And I wondered, Brandon, you see that sometimes, right? Where a team that, like, can you imagine if the Boise girls lost in the first round? Like, well, our goal's out the window. Sometimes that happens, right? If your goal is out the window, some I, it's not it's not a knock on Caldwell. That's it's just sometimes that happens where we were here for a state championship. It doesn't really matter what happens after that. Then wonder if that creeped into your head that you're like, we don't want to be playing on in the morning on Friday. We were supposed to be in the afternoon games, and you just you just shut down and you don't really doesn't matter. So they, yeah, it stinks for them because they are they have been the the program right in the state and didn't happen this year for them. Yeah, uh, it's the way it goes sometimes, and I know they'll be back and and better than ever next yeah. year at the new six A state soccer tournament. Get ready for that, Logan. That'll be so much yeah. fun. It'll be fun to see them thrown into that mix. I think that will really uh, be be entertaining to see them mixed in there. And and Bishop Kelly also will be playing six A soccer next year, so it could get real wild. Yeah, yeah, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. We're gonna be some great teams involved in that. Yep, for sure. All right, well let's uh, let's break down what's going on in the state football circuit. You might be wondering, well, hey, isn't state volleyball this weekend? It is. We recorded uh, standalone preview specials outside of our regular prep casts. Myself and Lindsay Togiai Afuk, our in-house volleyball expert. We went through every classification, 5A all the way down to 1AD2. We broke down the brackets. We made our championship predictions. We picked a player to watch from every single team. We picked our dark horses, Logan, teams that we think could go on sneaky Cinderella runs. So all of that content is over at the IdahoSports.com. YouTube channel, and we will also be putting it into this podcast feed here on the Treasure Valley Prepcast. So that's where you're going to get all your state volleyball coverage. But just really quickly for the Treasure Valley, uh, Skyview in 4A, great shot. Horseshoe Bend, 1A D2, great shot to, to win it all. And then all the other classifications, uh, Cole Valley Christians, the number one seed in 2A. Melba is the defending champs at the four seed, uh, even though Melba beat Cole Valley three times. And we talked about that a little bit on um, the preview um, in three a McCall Donnelly is the number one overall seed uh, in one AD one. You've got Greenlee friends and Liberty charter representing and at five a uh, really that to me is the one that's most wide open. Eagle is kind of everybody's favorite going in. I think Timberline could also be right there. So a lot of good volleyball and there's a good chance yeah. we're talking about a, a couple of state championships at least. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, like you you mentioned it, Horseshoe Bend, if we're not talking about them, that would be the shocker, right? I think that that would be the the biggest news to come out of it. So, and, and Skyview, to be honest, I think those two are, they are what they are, and they're very good. So we'll have to wait and see this weekend. But yeah, like you said, be sure to check out those volleyball, the, the preview show that you guys did last night. Yep. All right. So let's get into state football now, Logan. We'll just start at 5A and, and work our way down. Uh, I will share the brackets up on the screen so you can follow along right there. And so here's what we've got uh, when we look at this 5A bracket, Logan. And and if you're not, if you're listening to this on IdahoSports.com and you're like, well, I can't see the brackets. It's all good. We've got them right on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. You can follow along that way. So uh, Eagle and Meridian play in, in the SIC championship last week. Eagle holds on and wins again in another nail biter, but they both get first round buys. 
really the everything went the way we thought. All the teams we thought would win the cross divisional matchups did. Bora got the last playoff spot via the at large, so there weren't really any major surprises here. But here are the matchups right away at the top. You've got a rematch between Awaihi and Boise Friday night at Donna Larson Park. Um, these two teams, of course, did play in the regular season, and this was a win for the Brave, but it does seem like the Brave are on somewhat of a downslide here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they they barely they, they snuck one out against Centennial in that crossover game, which which really would have sent some ripple effects um throughout <laughs> what we see here. Um it probably bumps them down a line. Like it, it would have, it would have made a huge mess because Bora would have been out. Middleton probably moves up a seed because I, I would imagine Boise would would drop. They Middleton might have moved up two spots in that case if Boise dropped and Centennial is now in. So it's just it's just a what could have happened if that had happened. And but you know Hawaii as well. Hawaii has played better, but they've had some close games too throughout their time. Um, and so I, I I don't know I I whoever wins this game might uh, have a tough time next week over in Pocatello dealing with the Highland Rams um, unless somebody if somebody wins big here then I'll be a little more optimistic but both of these teams um, need a big win and they're both going to have an opportunity to have a big win over obviously a playoff team uh, which has been kind of lacking the last few weeks both teams started out really good had some big wins, but like you said, maybe a little bit, uh, they did just both win. So I guess we shouldn't knock that, but, uh, Boise, like we said, barely won that over Centennial, uh, a lot closer than it probably should have been. And, uh, and Boise barely beat Hawaii in the regular season when they played Logan, it was a 10 to seven final. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and there's, I mean, uh, Hawaii has had some close ones down the stretch too. So I, I don't know what to think here, Brandon, this, this one, I probably, it, like you said, 10 to seven in the regular season, very much a toss up game here. Yeah. Total coin flip. No matter what happens though, it'll be a signature event because Boise's in the playoffs for the first time in like 30 years. Right. And yep. what a breakthrough. Congratulations to coach Mike Altieri and, and the Boise high brave for putting in the hard work and uh, emerging, emerging from those dark shadows. Um, so it would be their first playoff win in some time. And of course for Hawaii, it would be their first football playoff win in school history. They made it to the playoffs for the first time in school history last year, had to go to Rigby for the opening round lost. So for no matter who wins here, it's going to be kind of a signature moment. And so I'm just excited to see how it all shakes out. Um, yeah. Right, right below them, Logan, we have Mountain View traveling all the way up to post falls. Now this is a game um, that we are going to be broadcasting on IdahoSports.com. Uh, so Maverick fans can tune in if they don't make the long trip north. This is an interesting one to me because both of these teams come in uh, with a little backsliding as well. Post Falls, I've seen with my own eyes the past couple of weeks, Logan, and they just they don't have that same pizzazz that they had last year or even earlier this season. I'm not sure what happened there. There's their star running back. Tevin Burns has been dealing with an ankle injury. And so I think post falls is primed for an upset here. Mountain view has struggled through the regular season, but they also lost their starting quarterback for the year. They've had to make a quarterback change recently and, and go with a sophomore, Henry Davis. And we saw Mountain View do this a couple of years ago, right? Where their starting quarterback got hurt right as the playoffs started. Um, I believe it was Dawson Wall, who was a young pup 
then had to come in and play. And Mountain View got all the way to the semis that year. So it, another dark horse run from Mountain View would not be out of the question for me. No, and I think a lot of people are kind of glossing them over. Yeah, they lost that game. They lost to Hawaii earlier in the season, and they had a. I think what everybody turned away from them is when they lost to Boise by two touchdowns. And, you know, that's right in the middle of that, right? That's right in the middle of, of, of going through some transitions, trying to figure it out. And then they played Eagle, um, and everybody's lost to Eagle that's played them this year, and it was 28-14, so, a, you know, a decent game. And then they've really beaten, uh, you know, they beat down on Nampa and Capital. Brandon, I like um, I like Mountain View in this game. That That's my – that's who I put down on my pick six for the week. Um I, I like them. I like the the team. I think that they're going to be able to get it done. I, I just like the SIC in a lot of uh, in, in opportunities to play out of conference. I like the SIC this year. Yeah, and I think on so we do the Idaho sports pick six every week where all the prep casters make their picks. We choose one game for each of the six classifications, and then we pick the winner. I think I picked post falls, Logan, but I am so that's my official stance here, but. A couple days later now, I, I'm leaning the other way, actually. I, I agree <laughs> I agree with you. I think Mountain View uh, is going to come up here in a way. I make the rules, Brandon. I can switch it. I make the uh, rules. Eh, eh, nah, it's all right. I'll 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 play fair. But um I just the more <laughs> the more the more I've sat and thought about it, I'm like, really, uh Mountain View, I think is a better team than people are giving them credit for. I, so. I do too. I think they've just been quiet and and maybe they're okay with that, right? That all the coverage has been on Boise making it Eagle and Meridian, right? And then uh, they're, they're still there and maybe they want it that way, right? Just, just sneak around quietly and, uh, and make a run here. Yeah. So right below that on the bracket line and the, and the winner of this game would play Meridian in the quarterfinals. Um, so, there's no easy opponent in the quarterfinals. I think I'd rather take my chances with Meridian uh, only because their defense has a lot, a lot of points this year. So um, we'll see. How about how about Mountain View and Meridian in the quarterfinals? That'd be pretty. Epic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would not be the worst thing to ever happen. That would be an awesome matchup. <laughs> That'd be good for sure. All right. Bottom half of the bracket here. Middleton will travel to Rigby. Uh, this is a this is a tough first round matchup for Middleton. I feel like the bracket did them no favors. Rigby is a team that comes in and you're going to look at Rigby's record and go, what's the big deal? They kind of struggled this year. They went out and played a very rigorous schedule. And yeah. I think I think Rigby is peaking at the absolute right time. They just took Madison behind the woodshed last week, um, and and it wouldn't surprise me uh, to see Rigby play Eagle, and it wouldn't surprise me to see Rigby beat Eagle. To be honest, the way they're playing right now, um, but right. for Middleton, they've got an opportunity. And Middleton, here's the thing, Brandon. I think I've seen a lot of Middleton, and on I've seen a couple Rigby games this year. Um, Middleton could potentially. I think they have a, more of a shot than people are giving them credit for, but they they cannot make mistakes. And that is where that is a backbreaker for them, right? We were there for their game against Bora. They won by two scores. Um, but honestly, it probably two two of the touchdowns for Bora were scored because Middleton fumbled inside their own 20 yard line and they just gave they gave Bora a couple of scores easily. And, 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 you know, their defense is – they bend, but they don't break. Bora moved the ball down the field, would go for it on fourth down, and Middleton would get the stop. 
where where I worry with them is those those turnovers, right? We talked they, the two turnovers inside the inside their own twenty that led led right to scores. They've thrown some cash weeks. The quarterback for Middleton um, didn't make a mistake last week in throwing interception. Had a couple of passes that were jump balls, right? They threw them into double coverage. And the receivers came down with them, which was great if you're a Middleton fan, right? Um, but you can't – you could probably do that against a Bora, but you're not going to be able to do that against a Rigby. And so for them to win, he's going to have to slide. He's going to have to throw the ball away in those tough situations instead of just trying to force it into double coverage because Rigby will make you pay. They can run the ball on the ground. Pachi Franks and Cole Holman can run the ball and can control the time of possession. I if Middleton sticks with that and they can get their run game going and they can just hand it off to Holman and Franks and eat up clock, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but anything could happen if they can have no turnovers. I think that's the 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 key to success for them is not turn the ball over and control the time of possession by keeping the ball on the ground. And that's not what Middleton's offense has been. <laughs> they like to throw the ball. I mean, it's well known that that's uh, – air rated out is what Middleton does, but Franks and Holman on the ground holding onto the ball could potentially get it done for Middleton or make it a lot closer than I think people are expecting. Yeah, it'll be a tough matchup for sure, but good luck to Middleton as they make that trip over to Rigby. And then our final matchup, Logan, is Bora and Rocky Mountain. Uh, this is a matchup of SIC opponents. The winner of this will play Coeur d'Alene in the quarterfinals. They'll have to make that long journey north. I think selfishly, I'd love to see Rocky Mountain Coeur d'Alene in a rematch. They played earlier this year, and Rocky won 16 to nothing. Um, these two teams did not play in the regular season, Logan. They're in opposite divisions, so this will be the first time they're seeing each other this year. Right, and Rocky Mountain, they've also been kind of quietly just doing their thing under the radar that uh, people aren't really talking about them too much, and they only have a couple. Their losses, I think, are to Meridian and Eagle, this year, if I'm not mistaken, and that's it. Um, it was, they also like said, they also lost to to Mountain View early in the season. Mountain View, that's right. So yeah. I mean, I think that this is a good Rocky team that I, I they should beat Bora. I'll I'll just say I think they should beat Bora, um, and then if they can get there um, to the next round, and like we said, they've already beat Coeur d'Alene. Um, if they're able to do it again, we could potentially see a. Rocky Mountain Rigby semifinal or Rocky Mountain Rigby rematch that we saw earlier there. This tournament, I think is going to be one of the best once you, I don't see any matchups that are going to be, yeah, that team's going to absolutely blow out the other team. I, I don't see that. And you see that in a lot of other tournaments and maybe that's the way the tournament set up. Maybe there's too many teams in um, and, and, you know, we can have that debate another day, but uh, I, I just look at this bracket and I don't see, yeah, that team's going to win by 40 points right here on this schedule. Um, everything's going to be great all the way down to the state championship. Yep, I totally agree. This is going to be a really fun uh, tournament as it plays out. Good luck to all of our 5A teams that are competing. All right, Logan, let's get into the big gargantuan 16-team Class 4A bracket here. Uh, Bishop Kelly ends up winning the Southern Idaho Conference. They defeat... Uh, Skyview uh, last Friday, both teams came in undefeated. So Bishop Kelly finishes first. Skyview finishes second. Emmett ends up taking third. They get into the playoffs via an at-large bid. And then that's it. 
Those are the three teams representing District 3 this year in the postseason. Each of them have interesting first-round matchups. Let's start with Bishop Kelly. They will host the 15 seed, and Bishop Kelly got the number two seed overall. They rank it on max preps. Um, they got the number two seed overall. They will host number 15, Burley. Now, this is a rematch of a game from earlier this year. BK traveled to Burley, and if we're being honest, um, they kind of flexed their muscles a little bit, uh, one in pretty resounding fashion. The final score of that Bishop Kelly Burley game was 59 to seven. Yeah. And Brandon, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be much different here. Um, Bishop Kelly's rolling Burley is they, they've struggled, um, especially on the defensive side of things. And I don't think that's not a secret. I'm not trying to say anything bad about Burley. It, it is what it is. Um, I, I'd expect Bishop Kelly to win very big here uh, to take care of business. And what is very interesting is if Emmett can beat Minico, we get a rematch of that game that was a lot closer than anybody was expecting. So I'm kind of selfishly hoping for that. And I think Emmett, Emmett has got a shot that Emmett's got a shot against Minico uh, that they could possibly get it done. And we could see that rematch. I don't think it's completely out of the question. Yeah, no, I, I, um, right in lockstep with you. I like Bishop Kelly. I like Emmett to go on the road yeah. to play Minico. Minico is a team that I think coasted, not coasted, but their their record is propped up by, they they played in a pretty weak conference this year outside of they and Twin Falls, uh, as we see with Burley and Canyon Ridge getting in as the 15 and 16 seeds. Um, and I, I think that Minico's got this gaudy record and they put up all these great offensive numbers, but when push came to shove, and they had to play Twin Falls in the regular season finale. Twin, Twin Falls worked them, worked them over big time. And so I think Minico's coming in a little wounded. Uh, they, they've got a new coach in Sherm Blazer who's trying to throw the ball a little more this year. But Emmett is a team that's been locked in for the last several weeks. They finally have a quarterback that's healthy, Ryder Scheib, who is a great dual threat athlete. He's been piloting the offense the last several weeks for Emmett. And then they run the ball so well with Quentin Smith and even Isaac Brennan. And, and both those guys were playing yeah. out of position at the start of the year where Emmett was still competing. And they're just so well coached by Rich Hargett. I, I do like Emmett and BK in a quarterfinal rematch. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I said this that I think Emmett was using substitute quarterbacks. They weren't using a backup; it was a substitute because those guys are not quarterbacks, and they were still getting the job done. They were running the ball, and now that they've got their quarterback back, that it's like, all right, now everybody can play where they they are meant to play. Um, and Brandon, you were talking about that Minico Twin Falls game. Brandon, just so you guys, if you guys don't know, he is the new Twin Falls. Um, he, he is there. They are his biggest fans now. On the pick six, everybody picked Minico except for Brandon, who picked Twin Falls. And there was probably 30 different posts on social media from Twin Falls people saying, Brandon's the GOAT. Brandon's the GOAT. He picked that. Now, I picked up a lot of Marsh Valley fans because I was the only one to pick Mar up Marsh Valley. Um, but it, it was kind of funny to see that uh, that's the interaction we wanted, right? People to call us out when we're wrong and, and, uh, so nice pick there, Brandon. But I, I agree. Uh, again, I think we're going to see Bishop Kelly um, and Emmett meet in round two. Yep, I'm totally on board with that. Skyview, meanwhile, is the number eight seed. They will host number nine, Shelly. This is by far, to me, the most difficult first-round matchup oh. to gauge. Uh, this is a game we'll be broadcasting on IdahoSports.com Friday night as well. Uh, and 
to me, really, this comes down to which defense can make stops. Yeah, and and this is it's always tough to gauge, right? In eight nine, but Shelly, man, they have played a tough schedule, and they've beaten really good teams um, that have come across them, and they've they've had to hang. Uh, you know, they hung with Pocatello, right? It was a close game. They were leading in the fourth quarter, I believe, of that game. Yeah, and and Shelly's defense can really play. And so that, I would worry about that if I was Skyview. That are we going to be able to score now? Buse back there, quarterback. The dude can play right, and and he should be able to 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 eat on that field if he wants to. And but if he can't, uh, watch out for Shelley. Um, that is a tough russet team that's making the long drive over. Um, have we? When's the last time we saw Skyview and Shelley play each other? It's got to be oh, here. Man. I know that Skyview was five A and Shelley was three A. Um, for a while, and so they both kind of are finally meeting in for it. I'd have to look. Maybe it's their first meeting, but uh, I like the Russets here, unfortunately. I think that they've just played a tougher schedule, and I think that Shelly team is – they could be dangerous, and they, they could beat somebody that they're not supposed to beat. I think unless Skyview was ever – because Skyview hasn't been open that long, right? How long has Skyview even been open as a school? Yeah, I don't know. They Not as – not a terribly long time, but again, um, you know, they were five A for a long time, so it, it's like they weren't yeah. even. And Shelly uh, just moved up to four A a couple years ago, so it it might be their first ever ma- matchup. I think it is. Uh, you know, not 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 declaring it as one hundred percent, but I I think this is the first time they've played, unless Skyview was a three A when they first started as a school. But I don't. No, see I don't that. think so. No, yeah, so I, I I think it is. And I always love seeing this where it's teams that don't usually play playing each other. Right. I love it. Uh, for Shelly, their game plan is pretty simple. Um, it's the game plan they've executed all year long because they've played such a regular schedule. You mentioned Skyline and Pocatello and Bonneville and having to play Hillcrest. And um, they love to run the ball. I call I call them the run and russets because with head coach Josh Wells, they line up in kind of a wing T hybrid and they run the rock and they've got three or four guys. They pound the ball, but this is what they've done the last several years. The run in russets. They want to run the ball. They want to control the clock. They want to keep the other offense off the field. And that's, I assure you that's the game plan coming in against what's a pretty good sky view offense with Mason Cron. And you, you mentioned cash abuse at quarterback. And so the question is going to be, can Skyview stop Shelley's run game? And again, I think it all comes down to defensively. If they can, then they'll win. I think I'm leaning Shelley just slightly yeah. here, Logan, but wouldn't surprise me to see Skyview win either. Yeah, that's a crow that I'm very happy to eat, um, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong there, but it just, that's where my gut is saying is that that Shelley, just because of what they've been through this year and 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 what I've seen from them, I, 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 I would just, I would lean towards Shelley. Yep. So good luck to our uh, three, four, a competitors that are uh, competing in the opening round of the playoffs this week. Let's go to the three, a bracket Logan, where again, um, maybe a little overcrowded, you know, 11 teams get in, uh, or excuse me, a uh, 14 out of 19 teams get in. So you've got yeah. a couple, a couple of two win teams in the bracket, but um, Homedale wins the uh, Snake River Valley Conference outright. They had to beat McCall Donnelly last Friday to officially be the league champions. They did it, and they get a first-round bye for their troubles. The top two seeds 
that are district champions, according to Max Preps, get buys. And no surprise here. Sugar and Homedale get the buys. So where does that leave everybody else? Weezer took second, and they they cannot finish uh, within the top five seeds because the top five seeds automatically go to the five district champions for this opening round, which means Weezer was going to be right there as one of the best at at large teams Teton just edged them out for the for the top seed among at large teams which was number 6 so Weezer gets the number 7 seed instead they get to host number 10 Marsh Valley your new favorite uh place Logan and then right. uh, and then we've got also uh McCall Donnelly qualified for the playoffs as well uh let's see they are way down here i got to scroll that this bracket's so big i've got to <laughs> it doesn't and, quite and- all fit on the screen See, Go ahead, Brandon, this is this is one, you know, we love Fruitland, right? But they had two wins this year over Payette and Parma. And that's enough to go to the <laughs> that that that's enough to punch your state tournament ticket. That's kind of uh you know, it, it is what it is. And that's the eleven seed. There there's teams <laughs> below lower them. seeded than that. It's sometimes you just wonder are, are there too many uh are there too many cooks in this kitchen? Yes, for sure. So, yeah, so Weezer is the seven seed. Uh, They'll play number 10, Marsh Valley. McCall Donnelly, who took third, they're the number eight seed. They'll play number nine, Buell. And then you mentioned it. Fruitland uh, took fourth place in the SRV. They did get an at-large bid. Uh, They'll be the number uh, 11 seed. They'll travel to number six, Teton. So they're all right here, all in a row on the bracket. But the thing is, this will all get reseeded for the quarterfinal round uh, where uh, a team that's on the road for the first round might potentially be at home and vice versa. So anyways, um, it's all, and this one is super interesting, right? I've already looked ahead, right? Let's just say it goes chalk, right? And the, and the top seeds win. Um, Weezer is is the five, right? You, you go off the final max preps rankings and Weezer was somehow fifth when their only loss was to Homedale. Um, And I believe the four is Kimberly. So you look, uh, you have a Kimberly Weezer matchup in the second round in, in the, in the quarterfinals. That is I, okay. Sugar is what they are, right? Three a, I feel like there is a hard split between the top five and the rest of the five a, but those top five are very good. And we we've seen some of them match up with each other. Um, we haven't seen Kimberly dip into the others, but we've seen Homedale play Weezer, We've seen Teton play Sugar, um, and you know I think Sugar is still the the top dog here. But there's going to be some good matchups between um, the 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 one, two, three, four, five that we've got here potentially, right? Barring any upsets in the first round, but that four five between Kimberly and Weezer potentially next week um, would be a good one, and that would be a road game. Weezer would go on the road to Kimberly for that, so. Um, yeah, it's tough because the three seed, I believe, right, is Teton. Um, yep. So Teton would get that three. Um, so, you know, I talked a lot about maybe potentially when Weezer and Homedale played earlier that it was for a home game in the in the state playoffs. Um, and, it, and it wasn't just for that, but apparently it was for, I mean, obviously home field advantage throughout until the championship, but all the way, like Weezer – will have this first round home game and then they will not have a home game after that. Barring an upset, barring an upset 
of somebody else at the top. Um, they would be the five in next week's games. Right. So I think we're in agreement here. We both like Weezer over Marsh Valley. Uh, we both like McCall Donnelly over Buell. Um, I think I, there's Brandon. Oh, I don't know about that one. That's really that's yeah. That's the one I've been when I, on my pick six. I don't know. Um, I'm I might I might take I might take Buell Brandon. Um, I don't know. I think if there's an upset, it's that game. If there's an upset, it's that one. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree. I don't think there's going to be any upsets. Uh, to me, this is three A's very top heavy this year, and there's teams that. Yeah. Probably, if we're being honest, shouldn't be in the playoffs, but are correct. Um, I I think McCall Donnelly is really good. I've been singing their praises all year, and I think everybody's been sleeping on them a little bit. I mean, just look at what they did in conference, and you and you look at uh, Buell is young. Buell's got a lot of sophomores, but they are kind of gelling together and playing well at the right time. But McCall Donnelly went six and two this year. Their only losses were to Weezer by a final of twenty to seven. And to Homedale last week by a final of 34 to seven. Now think about what Homedale and Weezer do to a lot of other teams. I, I just, I think McCall Donnelly is, is a really good team. So, yeah, that's true. And, and Buell played Weezer to open the year and, it, and, and they got beat pretty good um, by 21. Um, but I mean, they hung in there with Kimberly a couple weeks ago. Um, so I guess that's just where my, my thought is that they, they've, they've hung around with some teams um, and so I, I would just, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying that's my pick, but it also would not, I could see Buell sneaking away. I just, I could see it happen. If, if an upset's going to happen, that's where it's going to occur. I, I agree with you. I, I just don't think there's going to be any upsets, but this is a game that you can uh, check out for yeah. yourselves on idahosports.com. Uh, we will be bringing you Marsh Valley at Weezer. We will also be bringing you Buell at McCall Donnelly. So you can check out both of those games on idahosports.com. Um, and then we got Fruitland at Teton in a Thursday night game, Logan. And that game will also be on. Yeah, we've got all three SRV yeah. games on tap. I will admit Fruitland is walking into the lion's den a little bit. This Teton offense is explosive. Yeah. Jack Nelson at quarterback, Thomas who's the do everything running back, uh, Ty Brown, six, six wide receiver, uh, that, that Teton team is, is good. So, um, good luck to the Grizzlies though. Uh, you never <laughs> yeah. know. And, and, um, and you know, Fruitland has in the past showed up to these games in the first round where they go on the road and, and they've won like last year, I think they were at snake river and they won a couple of years ago. They went to Kimberly and won, um, when they hadn't done very well in conference play. So, you know, Fruitland can be dangerous, but I Teton is is legit this year, and that's going to be a tough game for them. Yeah, for sure. So good luck to our three ASRV teams that are competing. All right, Logan, two A bracket where Nampa Christian beats Melba last week, um, and really it it swung on a couple of big plays where. It was a tight game. They were kind of trading scores in the first half of action. Um, but then Napa Christian made a couple of big plays to basically win the Western Idaho Conference uh, title outright. Uh, and so because of that, the Trojans get a first round bye uh, during the playoffs. And now it's Melba that's having to play uh, right away 
they'll play uh, Marcin, an old familiar face. So those were your top three in, in the uh, Western Idaho Conference standings this year. Napa Christian one, Melba two, Marcin three. They all three get in. I was so glad to see Marcin get it, get that final at-large playoff spot. We were talking about they were going to have to sweat it out because they had a bye last week, but they do get that final playoff slot. Congrats, you get to play Melba again, but this was a really close game in the regular it season. It was, and so I've, I've thought long and hard, how will this go? Um, because they were right there, and and Marsing, I think Melba is. They've got a lot on the line here, you know. Um, I was just singing their praises that they might have been the second best team in two A behind uh, behind uh, Declo, and then and then they lose to Nampa Christian. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't. We'll see, Brandon. I mean, Melba is going to come out mad. I think frustrated that they lost that game, frustrated that they have to play this week, that they should have been off. Um, and then Marsing, happy to be here. Sweet. We get extra football. Um, we'll see how that dichotomy works. Um, I wouldn't surprise me if Marsing won, but I think Melba is going to come out mad and uh, and indetermined. Uh, I guess that's the word, determined um, to, to, to get back to where they expected to be. And, and Melba was right there with Nampa Christian last week. The Trojans won 36-22. It boiled down to a couple of big plays. Uh, you know, first quarter of action, uh, Nampa Christian's got the ball. Aiden Thompson throws a 70-yard touchdown bomb to Tyler Zalaji. Like, okay, that gave them some momentum. Then late in the game, you know, we're talking fourth quarter now. Uh, Nampa Christian's only up 21-14. It's a close game. Melba's trying to get a stop. Uh, Matthew Neverez, 65-yard touchdown run. That gives Nampa Christian the two-score lead again, gives them some breathing room. So if Melba can clean up just allowing a couple of big plays, um, I think they're going to be in a good spot. But during the regular season, when they played Marcin, they won 22-16. to Marcin led that game in the fourth quarter, 16-12, to 16-14, I think it was. Uh, Marcin had the lead. Melba had to rally late. And Melba's been in a lot of close games this year where they've had to pull it out of the fire late, right? The win over North Fremont, yeah. the win over Marcin. So they are battle-tested for sure. Um, I don't know. This, to me, is a really intriguing game. I did. I think I picked Melba, but I I had a hard time with this one as well, Logan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here because... I, it wouldn't shock me if Marsing comes out and is ready to go, right? They finally made it to state. Here they are. And like you said, Melba um, has had those close games. Um, but Melba's really good. I, I think it bodes well. It's too bad. When I first saw this bracket, I was I was a little annoyed that these two teams were playing each other um, because I think for the first time in a long time, this league can can make a run. Where we've always seen it, where you know they they get those first round matchups and and they pack it up and go home. You know they head to East Idaho and that and that's it. I think two ways a little more open. Declo's very good and so is Westside. But outside of that, these these three teams, Marsing, Melba, and Nampa Christian, I think could make a run here at it for the first time in a while. Um, and it's just too bad that one of them is not going to make it out of this first round. Yeah, that is a total bummer. I have seen Firth and Bear Lake with my own eyes. I, I broadcast the game where they played each other for IdahoSports.com, and I think Marcin is better than both of those teams. So Yeah, and, and that's that was my feeling too, and it we don't get to see it. That's uh I I, I yeah, I think they could have beaten both of those teams on this on this bracket, but 
we don't get to make those decisions, Brandon. So <laughs> one of them will knock the other out, and that'll be unfortunate. Yeah. So Marcin lost to Nampa Christian this year, 24 to eight. And that was their most lopsided loss that came by 16 points. So a two score loss. Otherwise they lost to Wendell 22, 14, one score game. They lost to Melba 22, 16, one score game. Those are their three losses this year. So yeah, it's one or two plays go different. It's an undefeated team. Exactly. Uh, and that's going to be such a fun game. So good luck, Marcin. Good luck, Melba. All right. One AD one bracket. Logan notice is the Western Idaho conference champion. They get a first round by Idaho city takes it to Rimrock to get that second spot to state. They played uh, last Friday and essentially a playoff game. Uh, the winner was going to get second place in that second auto bid. The loser was going to stay home second year in a row. Idaho city gets the job done. They go to Rimrock and they win 60 to 20. Now the Wildcats, the number 12 seed or the number eight seed for the opening round, they'll have to travel to Kamii. That's going to be a tough, tough match. That's going to be a, <laughs> that, that's a very good Kamii team. Um, we talked a lot about council, right? Last week and how good council is. Well, Kamii spanked them. Um, this 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 is going to be very tough for Idaho City. But so, congratulations to the Wildcats for getting in. Yeah. Yeah, great job. Yeah. And and that's I honestly, I'll admit I thought that Rimrock was going to win that game last week, so um they proved me wrong, whatever that's worth, and get in and and you never know what can happen, right? You just, you guys got to go play the game. And last year, Butte County went to Kamii and I think everybody thought, "Oh, Butte County is going to have an easy win up there." come back and Kami I won. So um that's more to say there's there's no reason Idaho City couldn't go up there and pull off an upset. Um it's supposed to be cold this weekend. So you, you know you never know. Uh, I think the bad weather is today, which is good. It shouldn't be bad weather for the weekend. Um but you just you just never know. You never know what could happen. So hopefully Idaho City can um can get something going up there. But it's gonna be a tough matchup. Kami I is very, very good. For sure. And let, let's give Idaho City a little love. They're a team that hasn't been talked about all year. Now, part of that is because there's nothing out there about Idaho City. There's no reports to the media. There's no film. Uh, there's not much to go off of. But I did finally get a roster for Idaho City. I, I was able to infiltrate maybe 10 steps into Fort Knox and get, get a <laughs> roster at least. Um, so it's a lot of the same names we're used to seeing in other sports, including like last year at the state baseball tournament where offensive lines, pretty sturdy. They're led by Dax Alvera up front on, on both lines. And then they've got some really good athletes that can, can handle the ball well and run with the ball. Tell jewel, Trey Martini, Hayden Higgins. So they've got good athletes. Um, but against Cami, I, I mean, it's a long trip North. You're also going to have to play. Uh, like you talked about with Middleton and Rigby, I mean, you're going to have to play your best game and hope that Kamii, you know, has a couple of turnovers as well. But uh, a lot of turnovers is probably yeah. that, that Kamii team is very good. But congrats to Idaho City for getting in again, like you said, two years in a row that they've punched a ticket. So we'll see what the Wildcats can do on the road. Definitely. So good luck there. Uh, all right. 1A D2, Logan. All right. We talked about this last week. Uh, Council wins the conference. Uh, Garden Valley and Tri Valley were playing for second and third. Tri Valley wins that game. I was very impressed with Tri Valley's uh, ability to come through and, and get the win there. Um, so Tri Valley is the two seed. 
Garden Valley drops to the three. Um, Council, uh, they they rotate. You know, there's five districts, and four of the five district champions get first round buys, and that's kind of on a rotating basis. Council threw the short straw this year in more ways than one. They didn't get a first round buy, so Council's got to host Dietrich on Friday. Is that Thursday night or Friday night? It's Thursday night. Council Thursday I'll night. Okay, there. I'll be there for that game. Okay, Thursday night in council on IdahoSports.com. Logan Green on the call. This is not the same Dietrich we've seen the last couple of years. They still have a dynamic quarterback in Connor Perkins who can do some really good things with the football, but uh, council, I think, is the favorite coming in. Yeah, and I, I, I think they are, and I think they would be the favorite in any game on this bracket except for the Kendrick game, which probably happens next week, and maybe a... a uh, you know, a pick them against Camas County. I think that would be a 50, 50 pick. Um, but outside of that, I think council wins any game that's in front of them. And it's too bad. Again, you see the bracket here. We talked about it last week and here it is. Here's the, here's the proof of what we were discussing. Um, they have to go to Kendrick next week. If they're able to win this game, uh, it, it's, it's a tough draw, but you can't look past Dietrich. I mean, Dietrich made it to the state championship last year against Kendrick, who nobody thought could be beaten and believe they had an onside kick at the last minute to, to potentially go and try to tie the game up. Like they were there. And so that's what you just can't, you can't say never. Right. Yeah. Dietrich had the ball at Kendrick's 15 yard line with like 15 seconds left threatening to score. And they threw an interception at the goal line. And that was uh, otherwise Dietrich probably wins that championship. So you're absolutely right. Uh, so we both like council there. So tri Valley beats garden Valley last week, 32 to 20, the two scores basically that decided the game. Logan came with like 30 seconds to go in the first half for tri Valley. Jace Wagoner scores on a, on a short touchdown run, the quarterback there. And then, and then, Tri Valley scores again in the fourth quarter with like 10 seconds left. Um, basically they, they score again, uh, with just 10 seconds to go. So Jace Wagoner runs for a pair of touchdowns. He threw a touchdown pass to Clayton Harper, Clayton Harper and Gage Warren rushed for scores for Tri Valley. And so now we've got a very interesting rematch here. Tri Valley yeah. is going to host Lewis County Friday night, seven o'clock when these two teams met. Uh, in the regular season, it was only a couple of weeks ago, Logan. Um, yeah, this was that two weeks, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, this was that crazy game where at the end, um, Tri Valley is is trailing. They have the ball at the three yard line. They try to call timeout. They don't have a timeout. In the confusion of all of that, um, I think the clock expires. And again, I heard this secondhand from some people that were at the game. So uh, the clock may be expired. Referees didn't notice because they were, you know, trying to tell Tri Valley, hey, you don't have a timeout. Tri Valley snaps the ball. Jace Wagoner scores with no time left. And Tri Valley walks off 62 56 winners. I, I can't wait for this rematch. Yeah, this might be the best game of all the brackets, right? For the first round, you could see. I mean, last time you saw over 100 points, you could see both teams, again, scoring 50-plus points. They both have explosive offensive players. Uh, this this could be a very fun and very high-scoring game. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting matchup for sure. Um, can Tri-Valley stop the run? Gage Crow from Lewis County, uh, just in the like last four games, Logan, has rushed for like 
1500 yards it's it's insane yeah it's it's nuts um so our final matchup garden valley by dropping that game to tri valley they finished third they've got to go all the way north to clark fork for a first round matchup we'll have it for you friday night on idahosports.com that's seven o'clock pacific time kickoff which is eight o'clock in the mountain time zone where garden valley fans are going to be at uh i'll be at this game logan this is going to be i think an interesting one clark fork got in by the skin of their teeth they had to uh, complete the largest comeback in school history to beat lakeside last week they were down 20 with eight minutes to play uh came back and won on the game when he touched down with like 10 seconds left um and so for the second year in a row i think garden valley goes north and knocks out one of these teams they did it yeah, last I, year to mullen st regis i think they're going to do it again to clark fork it's funny you look at this and you say who has the easiest first round game and it's, i think it's garden valley um <laughs> when they're they're the road team i think tri valley and and council both welcome in tougher opponents than garden valley sees um and and so garden valley we'll see if they can go up there and get it done like you said i i think they do tacoma kelly is explosive we've seen uh, clark fork give up a lot of points and watch out if tacoma can get the edge um he's fast you know the corn you know corn's uh, gonna run it up the middle and he's gonna plow through people uh so watch out for garden valley and brandon you, you might get to see the old uh timo extra point while you're there yeah, I'm excited for sure. The thing with Clark Fork is they're banged up right now. They are. There was at one point in that game on Friday night where six of the eight starters were on the sideline with oh. injuries for Clark Fork. Their coach, Patrick Young, turned to like this freshman kid and goes, hey, have you ever played DB before? And the kid's like, no, I'm a D end. And he's like, well, you're an athlete. Go out there, figure it out. Go make plays. Figure it out. Oh my gosh. So they're they're kind of the walking wounded. And and Garden Valley's defensive line is so good with Trevor Corn and Trustin Brown. I just I think they're gonna cause some havoc for for Clark Fork. Clark Fork is a team that wants to run the football. Um, they had to abandon that because they were down 20 with eight minutes to go, and they had to basically start throwing the ball all over the yard. Um, I just think Garden Valley is also the more seasoned team when it comes to they've been through a more rigorous schedule this year. Yes. And OK, you know what? Garden Valley did. They lost. Right. They lost their final two games. But Tri-Valley and Council, I think, would both beat Clark Fork by multiple scores. Um, and, and so you look at that. They had a they had a tough schedule. Um, but they played Camus, I believe. Right. And Camus or. They beat oh they beat Dietrich earlier this year, um, and Garden Valley, like you said, I think a tougher schedule sets up well for them, and that you know, I I just think that they've played a tougher schedule that's prepared them for what they're going to see in the playoffs. And yeah, they did play Camas County. It was fifty to twelve. I was trying to look that up really quick. Uh, and so they've played the gauntlet, right? And, and 50 to 12, honestly, against Camas County is not bad. <laughs> when you look at what they've done to other teams and, you know, like long story short, I like Garden Valley here. Yep. I, I completely agree. Uh, so we'll see. It should, I, mm, I'm not going to say a sweep that, that Tri-Valley Lewis County game. I, psh, I have no idea who, <laughs> who wins that. Yeah. Um, but Good opportunity for all three teams from District 3 to uh, pull out wins here in the opening round of the postseason. All right, Logan, playoff football has arrived. These episodes will get shorter and shorter as there are less and less games to talk about. So uh, the, the field starts getting narrowed down starting Thursday night in council. Yeah, should be a 
awesome weekend of football. Um, we're going to be busy. It's kind of weird. Usually there's a lot of Saturday games that we get to watch, but there's only one on the schedule this week. So it's going to be a busy Thursday and Friday night across the state. Um, some big time travel arrangements being made and probably a lot of teams hitting the road, maybe tomorrow evening to get to their Friday games that are all the way across the state. So good luck to everybody traveling. Hopefully everything is, 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 uh, the weather is good. It looks, I mean, I heard it was snowing. Was it snowing up there today? Yep. Um, so not down here, but at Eastern Idaho, I think it's supposed to have some snow either today or tomorrow. So I, I saw from the uh, Teton high school administration, uh, because Fruitland plays Teton Thursday night, they told the students, uh, bring your winter coats <laughs> to the game on Thursday oh, night. Man. So, oh. So, so it's going to be, it's going to be a fun, fun week of football. I'm jealous of the guys at Holt arena. They just get to sit in yeah. there in their nice, uh, you know, heaters and, uh, not being outside this weekend. Yeah. All those, all those softies go inside Holt yeah. arena. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's going to be some really, really good football teams inside there. Uh, again, if you want the full schedule of games, so we're going to be broadcasting on idahosports.com. All you have to do is click the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. And of course, check back into Idaho sports for all the updated scores and brackets throughout this first round of the postseason as well. Not just football though, state volleyball as well. We'll be updating yeah. uh, Friday and Saturday. So as always, idahosports.com is really your most trusted source of information for high school athletics. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be there. We're going to, you know, one of the best things is we have, you know, working hard behind the scenes to put everything together, um, making sure it's right and accurate. So be sure to check, check our page for all that information all weekend long. Yep. It should be a good time. So Logan, as always, thank you for doing this. I know you've got to get back on the phone, so we will let you go. <laughs> And uh, good luck. Uh, you're going to be in council Thursday night and Friday. You are going to be in Weezer. Is that right? Weezer. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Should be, should be, um, should be some fun matchups. I feel like I do the Weezer first round playoff game every year. <laughs> I don't know if I haven't done it for like the past four or five years, but uh, I've never complained. It's great at Weezer. Um, just a lot worse places to do a football game. We'll just start calling it the Logan Green Bowl. That's right. It is. It is. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, for uh, Mr. Weezer, Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we will see you next time on IdahoSports.com.